Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. has been a few weeks, but here we are. We're back. I must say, two weeks ago, we recorded a podcast, finished it, edited it. I even posted it. Yeah. And then about 20 minutes after I posted it, you called me. <laughs> and you're like, the audio is messed up on the podcast. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't know that. And I'm like, really? Because what I listened to sounded fine. Right. And then you're like, yep. Though the two other microphones from Jason and myself, maybe. Yep. Yep. They so were we, all messed up. They were all messed up. The audio from Jason's microphone and my microphone were all messed up. The audio from your microphone and Preston's microphone was great. And yeah, it was 100% my fault. It's okay. I took the podcast <laughs> down and it was so, it was already, we already left the office. There was nothing we could do. Yeah. Yeah. And then last week was, <laughs> and, then, and then last week was crazy. With the men's conference and yeah. everything happening, and it was like it's not a good idea to like stop in the middle of our day and do a podcast. So, as so much has happened between <laughs> when we were last gave you a podcast and now, so much has happened. I'm not even the man I once was. I was gonna say I'm like a totally different person. Totally different person. My wife can attest to you. It's like <laughs> I'm totally different. I've changed so much. Um. I will say this: a lot has happened, actually. Believe it or not, <laughs> that's true. Uh, you, we weren't even joking. I my my car is gone. I totaled my car out over yeah. that that time span because the weather was like the weather. Yeah, the icy roads. Yep. I might buy a new car tomorrow. Praise the Lord! I know you'll have to tell us about it next podcast. All right. Hopefully, I mean, I'll tell you something. Right, it might well, not be, <laughs> it might not be awesome, or it might be, wow, that's cool. I'm going to tell you all about it. Whatever happens, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. When I say I might buy a car tomorrow, I mean, it's very possible that I'm, I'm actually going to go test drive a car today after work. Okay, and it's very possible that it is a piece of junk. <laughs> yep, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've I've been in those shoes. Where you're looking for a car for like two weeks and you're like, how is every car on the market a piece of junk right now? And they tell you, <laughs> when you look at the pictures and you read the whatever, a post about it, you're like, oh, this is perfect. I hate that. And then you get in there, you're like, you get in there, the windshield doesn't roll up, the seatbelt doesn't work, yeah. the air conditioning's broken. The, it, it makes a grinding sound every time you turn the steering wheel to the right and excel at the same time. You're like, what is going on? Yeah, you're like, this car, I've been in this car for three <laughs> minutes and I'm so annoyed right now. I just couldn't imagine owning it for 10 years. Yeah, I hope it's not one of those situations. We've been, Obviously, we've been praying and, and asking God to guide and direct us. Yeah. And uh, Tef drove three cars at one dealership and, you know... There's something to be desired about each of them, so I just said decided not to do, not to buy any of them. Yeah. Then I started looking. <laughs> Have you ever uh, uh, looked at a car on the uh, car vending machine? No, I haven't. It's I, it's Carvana. Yeah. The car I call it the car vending machine. Yep. Ever seen the vending machine in Novi? I have seen the vending machine in Novi. Weirds me out every time I drive past it. It's really cool. So you you go on Carvana website, you put in all the specs you want. And essentially, it tells you where the car is located. And essentially, no matter where it's located in the U.S., they'll get it to you, depending on if you're willing to pay for the shipping. Yeah. If not, it's typically located in the Novi area. 
And if it's located in the Novi area, they either ship it to you for free or you can come and pull it out of the car vending machine yourself. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty cool. cool. That's pretty cool. It is really cool. And you might be thinking, how could you pull a car out of a vending machine and just be yours? Well, they give you this. This is really cool about Carvana that's really – I think – I really think that car dealerships should adopt this this, this thing okay. that Carvana does. What do you got? You – can have the car for seven days, and if in those seven days you don't like it, they'll give you your money, all your money back guaranteed. Yep. They and they said you don't even have to have a good reason. They actually say that many of their customers end up returning the car because it doesn't fit in their garage. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of the reasons they say is is they bring it home and oh, it doesn't fit in my garage or you know it's this, it's whatever's happening here you know yeah. something that they broke they didn't like whatever you know yeah. And they bring it back. So you get a seven-day test drive. That's pretty cool. That's pretty appealing, if you ask yeah. me. Yeah. I get a three-mile test drive, right? And <laughs> right. you got to figure out everything within three miles. Roll down every window, touch every button. Right. Turn up the speakers all the way up. What's wrong? Do we have a blown-out speaker? Does the you know the sunroof leak? I hope it's raining when during the test drive. <laughs> like you, you don't get any of this stuff in a you know five-minute test drive. But yeah, that's pretty cool. I I know one person. Who bought a car from Carvana, and 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 it wasn't a great car. Was not. It was not a great car. Who? Uh, uh, what did they buy? Uh, it was actually it was Jason. That his. Uh, oh, what kind of car his, is that again? His, I uh, it's not a Jetta. Um, I don't know what GTI. it is. GTI. GTI. Who makes yeah. the GTI? Uh, I think it's Volkswagen. Volkswagen GTI. Yeah. I don't know much about the Volkswagen GTI. I don't. I don't really know anything about the Volkswagen GTI other than Jason has one, and it's. It's been kind of a lemon for him. I really feel bad for the guy. Yeah. If you see Jason. Just give him a high five. No, no, no. I was going to say give him a couple thousand dollars. Oh, that's much better than a high five. If you see Jason, give him a couple thousand dollars. Don't be cheap. So he can buy a new car. (laughs) He would. Is that asking too much? I don't (laughs) think so. I don't think I asked too much for my audience. (laughs) Give the kid some money for crying out loud. He He needs a new car. Sheesh. What's wrong with people? I was when you said that all I could think about <laughs> was was Seinfeld. Yeah. When when George is trying to get the new job. Um which I, job? I think he he's trying to get he's trying to he's, he's got trying a to lot get, of jobs on he's that. He's trying show. to get promoted at the at the baseball field. Okay. And he working for the New York Yankees. For the New York Yankees. And I can't even remember exactly what his the the setup is, but at some point he's just like, "Is that too much to ask?" <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, you know what this reminds me of? There's an old SNL skit that I find absolutely hilarious. Okay, and I have str- I struggle to find other people who think it's as funny as I do. All right, but it's a skit with Chris Farley and Adam Sandler. Okay. And it's called the Hurley Hugh Boys or the Hurley Hugh Brothers or something like that. Okay. So I don't think I've actually seen that one. YouTube it. The Hurley Hugh Boys, I think is what it's called. And right. Hurley Hugh is their last name, which is funny. <laughs> of a funny name. Yeah. Essentially, it is a service that the Hurley Hugh Boys offer to homeowners. And okay. what is the service they offer? If you're out of town, the Hurley Hugh Boys We'll watch your house. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's their, that's their business. And this skit is really funny. 
it just it, it, at first it starts very much like if you're out of town, you know, hey, I, I watch your house for you if you want. This is Adam Sandler. Yeah, I I watch your house if you want. I'll I'll take out the garbage and I'll I'll keep things nice. And when you come home, it'll be good. I promise. I promise. And yeah. then Chris Farley hops on like the father, <clears throat> and he's like, yeah, yeah. he looks in the camera, and he, he goes, "Just let the kid watch your house." <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> and then it goes back to Adam Sandler, and 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 it, it's getting a little bit more like, "Can I can I sleep in your bed? <laughs> okay, just let just let me sleep in your bed. That's all I want to do." And then yeah. it goes to Chris Farley, and he goes, "Let the boy sleep in your bed." Gosh. <laughs> And then it goes back to Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. And he's getting more. He's, he's asking for more. He's asking for more. And by the end of it, Chris Farley's just yelling just at the yell customer. At, yeah. Just let the kid have the house for crying out loud. That's how much you ask. Gosh. And that, and that great just Chris Farley just, I don't know what you call that. But I don't he, know he what just it has is. that persona and it's hilarious. It's just, it's most ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, just give Jason a couple thousand dollars. Is that too much to ask? Gosh. Just do it. Don't be so stingy. And I hope Jason's listening. <laughs> I, I hope so too. And I hope this works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not? what if it worked? What if this actually was the reason he was able to afford a new car? That'd be amazing. Praise God. That'd be amazing. Lord works in mysterious ways. He does. Absolutely. Wow. And uh, speaking of the Lord working in mysterious ways, talk to me. We uh, we have an interesting topic we want to talk about today, Pastor Luke. We do. We do. And a wonderful topic, I think. It's a wonderful topic. But it might be it might be just the thing that you need to hear, but maybe the thing that you really didn't want to hear. You know what? You know what it's like? What's it's, it like? It's podcast is like when your when your mom puts the food in front of you. Yeah. And it's full of vegetables. Yeah. And you're uh-huh. like uh-huh. I don't. I don't really want to. I don't really want to eat these vegetables. Eat. Yeah. But then, if you eat your vegetables, you know, you're way better for it. Oh, hundred percent. That's exactly what. That's exactly is. what this is like. It's gonna be. I think we're gonna do a little <laughs> bit better than broccoli, but we're gonna get. We're gonna do it for you today, folks. Really, I, I don't know what we're gonna call the podcast today. We might call it "Let It Blow." Or we might call it uh, "The Windy City." The windy. Were you going to Chicago? Looking for a city. Ever heard that song? No. 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 Oh man! If you ever uh, listen to like acapella gospel music with like tenor voices, men tenor voices, yeah, where they go higher and higher and higher and higher in their octaves, yeah, and it just starts singing so high, you're like, your mind is blown. Right. It's Christian music though. There's a song called "Looking for a City." It's epic. Okay, I'll check it out. All right, check it, check it out. But uh, maybe the windy city, maybe let it blow. But we're talking about wind today, yeah, and how important wind is. That's right. In the early '90s, they were thinking about building a biodome in outer space for like people to live in. Right, like in Wally. Is that? Uh, tell me about Wally. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember. I mean, I think I watched Wally like halfway. In, like I watched just the middle of Wally for like forty-five minutes one time, and so I don't know what Wally's about. I'll be honest; I think I've seen Wally one time. Okay, um, <laughs> what's wrong? But I, I know I, they, they I go. I cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny if this is like Wally. So tell me. <laughs> I know that Wally is where Earth is. Um, 
Like it's, it's really everybody polluted. gets fat. And so they, they go to space. Everybody's too fat, right? And, and well, they, ever, they go to space in like a, like a capsule in space. Uh-huh. And humanity is living in these capsules in space Well, robots are supposed to be cleaning up Earth and then they're going to come back to Earth. Okay. But then they just get stuck up in space and everybody gets fat because they're not doing anything and they're just laying around in space. I don't know, something like that. Okay. That's about what I remember of this the movie. This is pretty much exactly like Wally then. Uh, so they're thinking about these scientists and they put like 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 millions of dollars into building this biodome in the middle of the desert Arizona. Okay. It's like this 3 mile wow thing. Yeah. Uh, it's completely closed off to the Earth's atmosphere. That's crazy. They pumped in oxygen and everything, uh, just like they would in outer space. Yeah, yeah. And within this biodome, they made different, like, atmospheres or, like, ecosystems. It's a way better yeah, word. different ecosystems. ecosystems. That's a great word. There was pretty much, like, every ecosystem on normal Earth they threw in there for this experiment. Okay. Like, there was a desert, an ocean... A mangrove swamp, a jungle. Um, That's impressive. Farmland. Yeah. So like they just decided to do all and and they they put all of it in there, and then I forget how many scientists went and decided to live in there. It was something like fifty ish scientists went okay. into the biodome to keep it sustained. They I forget how long they were going to live in there for, but it was like a year or more. Okay. They yeah. were in charge of it was essentially your they told these scientists you are essentially as if it is in outer space. You need to grow your own food. Right. You need to keep track of the oxygen levels. Yeah. You need to somehow you need to figure out a way to get rid of your uh waste. Your waste. Your waste. Yep. To recycle uh your trash, all this stuff like and so they went in there and uh they they planted crops. Uh they planted trees. They did everything they could, and they found right away incredible success in this biodome. Yeah. Essentially, they could monitor the oxygen levels and the CO2 and everything that was necessary for life, and they just made the absolute perfect atmosphere in this dome, and the trees and crops and plants grew way faster than any tree or plant or crop had ever grown. Yeah, I'm sure they just flourished in that environment. Super flourished. Yeah. And they but and everything was going good and then they noticed something unusual. Okay, what was happening? The trees would fall over. And the plants would fall over. Huh. So like a tree would get reach a certain height and then it would always fall over. And they they'd replant more another <laughs> tree and it'd reach that height again and then it would fall over. And they couldn't figure out exactly what's going on, and then finally it the light bulb came on. They realized they're missing something in this biodome that Earth provides. Wind. Wow. They had no wind in there. Right. And so and and I know this a little bit from I, I worked on a tree farm for three years. Yeah, tell us a little bit of what you know. And I know that the the plants, the trees, need to build up a resistance to uh, the, the atmosphere that they're in, and the resistance is what sends the roots down deep. Yeah. And so that does make sense that if there was no wind... No resistance. There'd be no resistance, and the tree would never have have those deep roots. And also, 
the tree probably wasn't like didn't have a really good uh, uh, it's the layer underneath the bark. I can't remember what it is, but that gets stressed with the wind when the tree bends. I think the technical term for that is stress wood. Stress wood. Okay, that's probably it. Yeah. For their trees develop stress wood, and and you said it's under the bark. Yeah, it's, it's right the, under the it's bark. It's the layer underneath the bark. Yep. And apparently, this this stress wood gives the tree tremendous strength. Yep. And but if there's never any wind or elements against it, it will not create stress wood because it's never under stress. And so the tree is really weak and fragile. And gets once it's heavy, it falls it over. It falls over. It falls over. And the scientists actually learn how important wind is to trees. Yeah. Trees that are in really windy areas can are stronger yeah. than the other trees that are in less windy areas. That makes total sense. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And so essentially, I guess they figured out that it might not be possible to live anywhere else but Earth. Right. I don't see how you could. I don't think you could. I don't think you could. I don't think you could either. But the, essentially, I think what happens is, is that the experiment failed. Yep. It failed. You know, I did. Uh, I was putting a message together years ago. Okay. And um, within my, I was doing studying for the message. You know what I'm talking about when you say you're like when you start studying for a message. Sometimes you get down these like rabbit holes. <laughs> oh yeah, and you're like you did not expect to find out stuff like this. You didn't yep. expect to like. I just I just did that this week. Okay, I'm curious what you, what was your rabbit hole like, or what you what would you come across? Well, so I was preaching about the devil versus Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and who'd, yeah. who'd win in a fist fight? <laughs> no. and so I was thinking. <laughs> You know, like the the lion and the lamb, and so his the devil was called the roaring lion, and uh, so I was thinking, I wonder, you know, who would win? Obviously, in a fight, a lion versus a lamb. Well, then I was like, I wonder who would win. There's like this age old, I don't know, question: who would win, a lion or a bear, in a fight? So I looked it up, and then all of a sudden, on the internet, when you type in who would win, a lion versus a, there's a whole bunch of other options. You get like all, and, and I was really curious, and so I was like a bear, a hippo, a gorilla, huh. a tiger, an alligator, a wolf. Like I just started reading all of them, <laughs> all of them. Yeah, why not? Here we go. Yeah, we're here, folks. Let's so, do this. So that, that's what I did on Tuesday for okay. like half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> just like a lion would, if a lion fought a hippo, what would happen? I want to read, you know. <laughs> so that happens to me all the time. Yeah, and I and I did come across this whole thing, and it and it. It was like shocking to me, but apparently a, a, a pilot for an airplane prefers to take off a, into wind. Yep, that that blows into their nose of the pla- of the airplane. Yeah, because of the the shape of the airplane, the wings, right? That airfoil. And yeah. To get off the ground, the the wind needs to come over it, and so if he takes off in it, it helps. That. The more wind, the the easier it is for the plane to take off. Yep. And see, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself. No wind. <laughs> right. Like, don't, I don't want wind for my flight. Yeah. But an airplane pilot will use the wind in their favor, and they actually want a little headwind. It helps them take off. Yeah. Now, listen, people out, people out there, this is where I guess we're giving you some broccoli and some squash, right? Yeah. You need some resistance in your life. That's true. But I don't, I don't want that. I don't, I don't like resistance. No. I hate it. I was recently listening to a pastor, and he said that 
the best leaders are not the ones with the highest education. They're not the ones with the most talent. They're not the ones with the biggest platform or the, they're not the ones who just follow somebody else's shoes, you know, like a, a CEO who's just handed down their dad's company. He's mm-hmm. like, those aren't the people who have the most success. The leaders who have the most success are the leaders who have something called grit and will keep going when everybody else wants to quit. Hmm. And I think that's a little bit of what we're talking about today. I think so too. That to get really strong, you have to have some resistance. It was making me think, here's another analogy, Pastor Luke. When I was in the hospital a few years ago, um, when I put an arrow through my arm, I had to go through physical therapy to Mm -hmm. build strength back up in my arm. And when I got there, through my first physical therapy appointment, arm had just gotten out of a sling, just finally got out of the, with all my hospital checkups. Uh, my arm was, was so weak, I couldn't move my wrist. Hmm. When, this is really kind of embarrassing, but um, they, did a, they would do you know, the tests on your right arm to see how strong your right arm is, to see where your left arm should be. Compare. Compare. Well, she did a grip strength test, this physical therapist, and my right hand I could squeeze about 110 pounds, a little over 110 pounds. I don't know if that's good, but it sounds great. <laughs> it's like just a tiny bit above average. That it's, sounds awesome. 110 pounds, squeezing pressure. Yeah, I was. I I did that. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so strong. And then I looked it up, and like the average is like 108. I was like, okay, so like I'm really not that great, but <laughs> for like a, a grown male, um, <laughs> but it still sounded cool. Um, but then I tried to go with my left hand. I literally couldn't even register Aww. on the scale. It's, embar- it's a little bit, like, embarrassing. Yeah. Like. And so to, she's like, okay, so what we need to do in order to build that strength back up is I'm going to have you work a ton with the resistance bands and with the resistance putty. Resistance. And she's like, I'm going to start you off with a little resistance, and we'll go, you know, with the green band, which was, like, the least resistance, the most stretchy one. The baby band. And then it's like a e- rubber band. Each yeah, pretty much <laughs> like a rubber band. <laughs> and then each time I go, she'd she'd up the resistance, give me more resistance, more resistance, uh-huh. more resistance, uh-huh. until finally I had the strength to be able to close my my fist again. Hmm. But I had to have resistance. And she actually said something really interesting. I never thought of this past week. She said that at a certain point, she thinks putting let's say an arm because for me it was an arm. She said, often putting your arm in a cast or a sling, especially a sling, she said, will often do more damage than actually just letting it hang. Wow. Because it has it does has zero movement and it has zero resistance. Yeah. And it will grow so weak that it takes longer to build the, the strength back up. To heal. It takes longer to heal. Wow. I, n- I never heard that before, but she said, yeah, we see lots of people who are afraid to, to move their leg, to move their back, to move their hand or whatever. And so they leave it in a sling a little bit longer and then their recovery takes weeks longer. You know, it gets me thinking like just about the human body because you, this is like, just like spiritual, this is spiritual principles, but these are like practical everyday things as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, there are people out there who don't work out 
They don't move much. They kind of and and your body gets soft. Your muscles get soft. Yep. And it seems to me that those people get injured more often, and they kind of are sick more often as well. Mm-hmm. And then you get like those athletes out there, like. Not, I'm not talking about getting injured from performing, but like, you know, you, you ever just like tweak your back by standing up? <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. that typically doesn't happen to an athlete, right? But like, the, like those athletes, their 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 bodies are are like strong and like their muscles are hard, yeah, and their 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 bodies are healthier, right? Um, I had struggled with my back, my lower back, for years. And I had heard it like years ago doing something kind of embarrassing. This is this is so so, so lame. I I went to pick up a piece of paper in my office <laughs> off the floor. I bend over to pick it up and my back just goes, You're you're done. My back oh, literally yelled no. out. My back literally yelled out, You're done. Like it went right out. I couldn't I, I bend over to pick it up and as I'm bending over, it just it just goes. Goes. I can't stand up straight. No. I can't oh my stand goodness. Up straight, and it's like you ever seen those people who can't stand up straight because yeah, their yeah. back pain. That yeah. that was me. And of course, as a few weeks go by, it like finally loosens and like my body kind of heals itself. But my back got weak after that injury. Yeah. And I I was afraid to put stress on it. Right. So I was afraid to give my lower back resistance because. It hurt a little bit, and uh-huh. then I would do little things, and I could feel, and it would go out. Right, and then it would take me weeks to feel better again. Oh yeah. So I completely avoided exercising my core because I was afraid of injuring. You were afraid it. of injuring it again. I I avoided exercising my core for years, and then I injured it really bad doing an exercise. I was actually doing calf raises. <laughs> okay, it had nothing to do with my back. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing calf stuff and yeah. my back started tightening up and I just felt it like boom it went out and I had I couldn't recover. The simple sitting around and letting it rest wasn't working. Wasn't working this it, time. It wasn't working. I go to a massage, it didn't do anything for me. I finally I have to go to the doctors. They write me a prescription for physical therapy and I start going to physical therapist and he does those same things he did with your wrist. He tested the strength of my lower back. Yeah. And he compared me to the normal man my age. Yeah. And I'm like way low on yeah. my strength to my back. Right. And I didn't know what he was going to do, but right away I was shocked what my physical therapist had me do. Yeah. Right right away. He he made me plank. <laughs> You're like this this isn't not this is going to hurt me again. Exactly. I thought he was I thought I was going to get injured. Yeah. And he made me plank for like 10 seconds and then I took a rest. He's like, how'd you feel? I was like, okay, I, you know, I could tell I didn't yeah. injure it. Yeah. So I planked again, ten seconds rest, plank again, ten seconds rest. Then he had me uh, do some leg presses. It's like lay yeah. down on this back, lay on this thing, press up like a light amount of weight, and I could feel that pressure on my lower back. Uh huh. Pushing up that weight. Oh yeah. Eventually, as six weeks into my physical therapy, by the by, I forget what. Really, like what week? But it was an hour long of physical therapy. Yep. Three days a week. Yep. Essentially, what it became was one hour of ab and lower back 
intense exercises. Right. Essentially just go plank for one hour. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. And it took me by surprise Yeah, that that's the way that they got my lower back fex- fixed. Took me way by surprise. And I realized I was doing everything wrong. Right. I was hurting my back more by not giving it resistance. Yep. I was furthering my injury process by letting it rest. By letting it rest. You need resistance. You need resistance. In order to get stronger, you need resistance. There's so many spiritual principles in here. I feel like I hope people are catching this gold. This is gold, Jerry. This is gold, Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) I hope people are catching this gold. This gold. Because so many times we just pray and ask God, Lord, take away all this stress, take away all this trouble, take all this stuff. And of course, I, I'm right there with you, folks. I hate yeah. it when like, you know, you get sick or when a loved one is sick or when somebody gets diagnosed with a terrible disease or like your finances are a wreck or your house burns down or you get into a car accident. You're like, Lord, why me? Why is this happening to me? Why, Lord, why? I don't want, Lord, I don't want all this. But then you know what? The, the reality is, is that the Lord is probably preparing you for something awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I'm reading a book right now by Lou Giglio and he he read he said this he said if you are asking God to do something great in your life be prepared to get tested greatly wow and I was like shoot dang yeah cuz I don't all of us pray that prayer God use me God do something great through me I'm I'm here I'm your servant I want to build your kingdom. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, but so many of us don't want to go through the test because the, Jesus said that if you can be trusted with little, then you'll be trusted with much. Mm-hmm. And he told that parable and they would, he was slowly increasing the amount that people were trusted with. And Louis Giggle was like, why in the world do we think that we can just be these heroes in the faith and ask God to do these amazing, amazing things through us? And expect to have zero resistance. Yeah. It's not even logical. It's not even logical <laughs> to have to think that way. Right. But that's what we want. Yeah. It's, it's illogical. Yeah, but it's easy. <laughs> it's funny because, like, if you were to ask me, and we'll wrap up here in just a few minutes. If you were to, like, talk to me, like, like let's just say, like, I'm 13 years old. And, I, and, and you were to ask me, oh, Luke. What do you want to be when you grow up? And I was to say something to you like, I want to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. In my mind, I understand the resistance and the struggle and the hard work it's going to take for me to get there. I'm going to have day after day after day after day of a struggle and hard work to then hopefully get one day of glory. Right. I understand that when it comes to physical sports. Yeah. Even as a young 13-year-old, you understand that. Absolutely. I know what I'm signing up for. But if for some reason when it comes to all the spiritual stuff, when we say, God, I want to be used by you in an amazing, awesome way, an unbelievable way, I want to reach the pinnacle of the faith, we, we, (laughs) we don't see the same map to get there. Yeah. Ooh, come on. That's good. And, and, And then we get mad at God. And all the whole while... We're okay with it in the natural, but we're totally upset in the spiritual yeah. when it happens like this. Yeah. And, it's so and, weird. <laughs> it is weird. And I, and I think we, we maybe then ignore 
the scripture that tells us it's going to be like that. We do ignore the scripture. Because <laughs> there's lots of them, and Jesus we, talked about it. We read it, but we expect it for other people and not really ourselves. Right. We're the exception. We're, I'm the exception. God just loves me so much. Because I love him so much. <clears throat> You're just friends. I'm just God's gift to humanity. That's <laughs> <laughs> He likes me too much to hurt me. Well, he, he loved his son so much that he sent him to the earth to die on a cross to save humanity. And the devil hurts us, but the guy will, God will use it for his glory. Yeah, that's right. There's lots of things there. Anyway, wow. Man. Let it blow in the Windy City. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the name of the podcast. It's a terrible name for a podcast. <laughs> I, I agree. It's, it's a crazy name. Let it blow in the Windy City. Oh, it's been great to be with you, audience. Man, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Oh, I did. I did too. That that was some tasty. This is some tasty morsels of podcast stew. Hearty bowl of podcast. Hearty stew. bowl. Of oh. Podcast stew. See you in the next one, everybody. See you guys. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.